I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from The Bug Job, Schenectady County Correctional Facility, and Instagram Reels. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It's the 16th of March in 2022. And, uh, yeah, uh, how you guys doing out there in podcast land? You know, you can always uh, hit me up. Uh, I know I haven't been very responsive to on the social medias lately because, uh, frankly, I've been trying not to look at them because they're poisonous and all that stuff. Uh, but you guys know that. You're not stupid. You've seen that uh, Netflix special or whatever about Facebook and how they just try to, like, fucking... I don't know. It's like the new cigarettes, you know, like the old cigarette companies were like, oh, we could put this stuff in the cigarettes and make them super addictive. That's a good idea. And then everybody's like, hey, cigarettes are addictive and they cause cancer. And they're like, you can't prove that. And then everybody's like, yeah, we can't look at the research. And they're like, nah, 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 that's not real research. Because uh, our guys said it was different. Uh, anyway, it's it's kind of like that, you know? It's like, uh, oh, we, if people feel depressed, they'll be more likely to come to our fucking uh, <laughs> social media platform to try to feel better, and we'll just keep making them more depressed. Uh, I actually ain't seen that uh, big the documentary, but I assume it's something like that, probably. I'm, maybe I should make my own documentary, and uh, it'll be more like uh, propaganda and uh, trying to get people to uh, understand how I really feel about things. <laughs> or not not necessarily understand, but just agree with me. Because that's the way uh, I think uh, th- the world works these days. Because uh, speaking of propaganda, you know, it's real fucked up These uh, what's going on uh, here. Well, I guess I'll just say like here in Europe, right? Because uh, as, as most of you guys know, I'm living in Europe. I'm hiding out here. And uh, it's a good time for the most part, but uh, it's not such a good time right now uh, with what's going on uh, in the the Ukraine. And, uh, you know, it's affecting the whole world, really. But I will say, uh, you know, I know I got some uh, some listeners that live here in Europe, uh, also in the UK. I guess I don't know. I feel like I I still want to include the UK with Europe, even though they got that whole Brexit thing. But uh, yeah, shout out to my boy Luke. Uh, I hope uh, you're doing well, and uh, you know it's this is this fucked up shit could affect anybody. You know, like Putin's got the nukes and all this stuff. Uh, it's real scary stuff. Uh, you know, I, people think about like you know I'm pretty good at hiding out and like surviving in a shack in the woods with no electricity and stuff. But uh, when it comes to like fighting nuclear fallout and surviving with that shit, that's real. Uh, that seems like it will be difficult. Um, I would probably have to like change my mask pretty often and stuff like that. Uh, and that would be a pain in the ass. But, uh, in the meantime, lots of people are dying and getting kidnapped and shit and it ain't fucking cool. Uh, but I will say this cause I don't want to get too far into that. I know that's not why people are listening to this podcast. You probably want to like escape all that stuff. You really want to get into it. There's like all sorts of like news podcasts out there or stuff like that. You could probably listen to, but, uh, I do want to say, you know, it's it's important to remember because I think, uh, you know, now, especially with like uh, this, this sort of like, I don't know, maybe it won't happen, but it seems like there's really this point where we're getting to like China's joining up with uh, Putin now and like going to help them, you know, kind of skirt all the sanctions from America and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know. People uh, get real into, like, especially in America, 
they get into this sort of anti-nationalism, like, uh, I guess we would call it, where they're like, oh, China is, China's government is doing some bad shit. I guess I hate Chinese people. And it's like, no, nah, dude. Uh, as someone who's been all over the fucking world, I can honestly say that most people are just people that are trying to get by and they're trying to fucking uh, take care of families and whatnot. Uh, and they probably don't like what their fucking leaders are doing any more than you do. Uh, a lot of them are just not, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty fucking helpless to stop it, especially in places like Russia and China, where, like, you could get killed or uh, at least thrown into jail uh, for uh, raising, you know, a stink about any of it. So uh, that's all I'll say about it. You guys, I'm sure, know how I feel about these things. Uh, I think, as far as I could tell, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky is a pretty fucking amazing person. And uh, I hope he survives all this and his family's okay. And uh, unfortunately, a lot, a lot of those uh, Ukrainians won't be able to say the same thing, including uh, Russians. And that was, uh, I guess the main point is, uh, you know, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta know somebody who's Russian, you know, maybe, you know, they can use some love right now too. Anyway. I want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got a new one. Uh, we'll start up from the bottom because the new people go on the bottom of the list. But since we got a new person, I'll start with them. We got Fast Eddie Knowlton. I, I assume the K is silent. I will just say it that way. And you could correct me if you want to, Fast Eddie. All right. And then we got Carlos Hernandez, Cardboard Box Colony, Chelsea McNally, Audacity Crash Clothing, Sarah Koenig, Gem City Sabrina, Heather Royston, and Luke Ellis. Uh, thanks all of you guys for sticking in there. I know I ain't gonna uh, done one of these in a while. I'm gonna stop apologizing right about that because I know uh, that probably just it doesn't help. Uh, I'm coming out with these when I can. Um, and I'm going to, you know, continue on. If I ever decide to quit doing this, I'll let you guys know. But uh, I don't plan to. It's just, uh, you know, shit gets in the way. And uh, you start thinking about the end of the world and World War Three and all this stuff. And suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, I guess you should probably do a podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this one specifically... Uh, is with Colin Bennett. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. He was actually a tour manager for uh, Mass Intruder uh, a couple of times. And uh, so, yeah, it's sort of a catch-up episode. It was actually, we actually did it uh, months ago now. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we were just, he didn't have a whole lot going on. I think he was doing some touring with uh, one of his uh, few bands. Oh no, no, that's right. He was uh he was out with a band and uh you'll you'll hear about that in the interview. But uh yeah, we had a good time shooting the shit and he's a funny dude. Uh he's he's got a special kind of humor that I, I, I thoroughly enjoy. I'm not sure it came out so great in the interview, but it's almost it's just like it's so it's so bad and cheesy sometimes that I love it. <laughs> so I don't know if you understand. I'm not trying to fucking uh, you know throw throw uh, what do you call it shade his way or nothing at all. Even it's like it's seriously I love his humor. So uh, anyway, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Without further ado, I would show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. 
it's great. Before the pandemic, uh, you know, everybody I would interview. Sometimes I would have to do like actual phone calls and stuff. And I got like a yeah. phone number for that and everything. Um, and I had a weird way of doing it. But now everybody just records with Zoom. It's like it sounds right. good. It, it compresses and has like a noise filter on there. And it's like, you know, you still got to fancy it up a little in the in the post, as the kids yeah, like to yeah. say. But we'll like, yeah, but it sounds good and it works. And it's a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How are you doing, dude? I know we would we would we just briefly talked about my personal life and all that stuff. But uh, how are you holding yeah, up these days? Yeah. Your mustache is looking real good. Thank you. I grew it myself. I've been using a, a lot of fertilizer. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, put uh, that fertilizer right on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Just I just, you know, it's pro gain instead of row gain. So, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. But uh, I've been I'm in a weird, weird space right now because I'm moving. Oh, but shit. The spot I was supposed to move to. Uh, my friend's roommate apparently is like, oh, I might need to stay. And I'm like, okay, a few days I'll, I'll find some couches to surf on. You know, I'm punk as fuck sometimes I'd like to think, but uh, yeah. it's one of those where I'm just like, uh, how long? And she's like, yeah, like till December now. And I'm like, oh, dude, that ain't cool. Yeah. So I have that going on, but you know, I just got home from a six week long tour that was very busy and chaotic because touring in a fucking pandemic is is a thing that we're doing. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. I, I'm, I'm not doing none of that with Mass Intruder, but uh, right. you know, like um, yeah, what what you do? Was it like a full U.S. tour with? This was with Entropy, right? No, 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 no. This was uh, I was oh. working for a band called The Front Bottoms. Oh yeah, we know those guys too. Right, right, and. Uh, I believe there's some other uh, I don't know what it would mutual crew members. I was trying to think of a funny term like Eskimo cousins or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, that's got a weird connotation to it. I don't know if you yeah, want to go. There. Yeah, yeah, let's not let's not go there. Start but some uh, rumors. All right. <laughs> uh, but so I had I was doing merch and some random like production assistant stuff with those oh, yeah. with that camp. And, uh, you know, I was very thankful to be out with them because they are all adults and, you know, nobody really had to worry about, you know, the one person going out and partying and coming back and being irresponsible. You know, everyone, everyone was pretty respectful. I don't worry about that either. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't worry about it with you guys, but you guys are pretty masked up all the time. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying I don't worry about it. I just go do it and then see what yeah, happens. Exactly. Well, no, and yeah, and that was the that was the thing. Fortunately, with that camp, was everyone was just like, all right, cool. Like on an off day, like if we go out to have a drink somewhere, somewhere that has an outdoor patio, stuff like that, and oh yeah, being so, safe with the COVID stuff. Yeah, and I I felt felt awful because a friend of mine was actually on a tour that. A few friends of mine now have been on tours that they've had to cancel a show or two because of COVID. Oh, yeah. They they had even stricter protocols in place, and as unpunk rock as it is to have rules in place, uh, I think it, they even you know had had some outbreaks within those tours. But every yeah. day we wake up and be like, "Cool, we're loading in," and you know, me doing merch, you know, amongst all those people in different states with different 
different mask mandates and everything like that. It was definitely oh yeah, definitely you gotta figure all that shit out. Yeah, yeah, and I had I had my ways. Uh, I would I made a giant. I printed out a sign that I was like, "Hey, instead of you trying to scream at my face with your mask down, can you just point at this piece of paper and tell me what you want?" So it'd be like, I "Yeah, there you go." Shirt in a medium. So <laughs> I feel like that's a better way to do it anyway, even regardless oh, of you know, regardless of mass, you know, like nobody can hear what the hell you're saying at a loud punk rock show. Just uh, yeah, point it out. No, it's and good. that was the thing. And, you know, the, you know, the other thing I do like, and if anybody is listening to this and going to a show, uh, go into your notes app on your phone and type out what you want while you wait in line and then just show it to the person. That's so much easier. There you go. <laughs> I I don't know how many people are actually going to be on top of that, but you know yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. It's it's a great idea, and actually, uh, I mean, in terms of accessibility at shows and everything, because it it started a a few years ago. I had somebody they were hard of hearing, so they they didn't feel comfortable trying to talk. So that's I was like, wow, that's an incredible idea. Yeah, I remember uh, we were on a, on tour with the Interrupters, and uh, it was like. I think it must have been the last show and Amy's voice was just done. Right. Like, and she was like, and you know, she's the kind of person she takes her singing real seriously. Like I've yeah, definitely blown my vo- voice out before. And I was like, whatever, <laughs> just pour some whiskey on it. It'll be fine. I was about to say, I've been out with you when you've been like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's, you know, she's got, you know, this, this voice that, you know, is very specific and she wants to maintain it and everything. So she was so, like, not talking. She just carried around a sign with like, I think it was like a, a, a marker board sign. And every yeah, time she wanted to talk, she just write something, hold it up. It was, it reminded me, I think there was like a scene on a who framed Roger Rabbit with a guy like that or something. Yeah. yeah it's good stuff. Old school. All right. We don't even need cell phones for this. No, no. I mean, I, then you, I did have a whiteboard at one point that I was trying to do stuff with, but it, as you know, over time, certain things on tour just don't last and they break. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely going to go away. Um, I wanted to say, speaking of bands, uh, uh, canceling tours fest is happening right now. As we speak, yes. it's Saturday, uh, Halloween Eve, actually, uh, we'll get into that later, but, uh, okay. gonna, so I was going to ask if I should make my background, you know, like, dirty nellies or something like that like, oh yeah if you could that'd be great i don't know it might fuck with the bandwidth a little bit though we yeah. gotta keep the, the audio nice and clean here um okay. yeah but bands are dropping off a fucking uh fest last minute you know just because there of covid is, stuff uh, so uh see here's the funny thing and i maybe we can get into this the idea of when you say oh my friend in this band when it's like a band that you played a couple shows with but like you wouldn't invite them to a gathering at your house. Like, I wish there was a, a like, not quite there's they're past acquaintance, but they're not exactly a friend. I feel like there's something in that little scale that needs to be there. Yeah. Um, but so this acquaintance plus, as I'll, I'll put it, uh, they were set to play fest and I was actually messaging them about something else. I was like, Oh, you guys good. And, he was like, yeah, um, I, I tested positive and everything. So we're not going to even bother trying to go down there and because they it's like more of a intricate. They're the drummer of a more intricate band that. 
you can't exactly be like, all right, cool. We'll just give our friend that we'll give Mikey Erg our, our playlist and uh, he'll play drums for us. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> he probably could play for that band, but yeah, he could play for probably any band. Probably <laughs> no disrespect. He would at Mikey. least try. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's a little more intricate on three days notice when everybody else that's filling in for other people at Fest is already like, like yeah. stacked up. Yeah. Yeah, so they couldn't play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm uh, Patrick, who plays guitar in Entropy. He actually is down at Fest, and I told him to say hi to Bradford for me because they both share a last name. And uh, he's like, "Well, I didn't see him." I was like, well, "You'll see him at some point. Come on, man." Yeah, he's around. You see him. Yeah, <laughs> he's out there doing his whiskey stuff and sex in public and all that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if I can say this on uh, on the air, but uh, I got to visit him a couple months ago. Oh yeah, and, uh, he's I've you know he's he's mellowed out. He's not he, you know he's almost selling out. I feel. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's he's trying to be all like uh, you know uh, positive and stuff, and it's like yeah, that's good. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's going to quit being a cop or something. That would be also yeah, cool. I mean, Probably a, not very good for his uh, popularity uh, or unpopularity, as yeah. you were. But, uh, you know, like, you got to do what you got to do. As a as a firefighter, I can say we can welcome him at any point in time. I was going <laughs> to say, are you still fighting fires? Sounds like you are. That's good. Here and there um, with the touring schedule, and I don't live in the town that I grew up in anymore, so I don't do it as much. And I'm not. So you're just like, far. fuck it. Like, it's not my town, so let it burn. <laughs> well, no, the, the, I'm currently living in a city that has a paid fire department that obviously I would I would love to be on. But it's oh, a yeah. thing of just like and I still go up, you know, two or three times a month and go. I'll do the training drills and everything like that. And I it's a town my parents still live in. So I'll spend a night or two there checking in on them, especially during the pandemic. And when we had the family dog, it was like, all right, cool. I get to hang out with him, you know. So yeah. it's it's definitely something that. uh I, I miss a lot, actually. Uh, but, you know, you do what you can with what you got. I can understand that completely. Like, uh, you know, like I ain't been robbing nobody lately because it's like everybody's home. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, nobody's uh, I guess I got to get into robbing like UPS trucks and stuff because uh, nobody's going to the stores. Uh, yeah. The stores were just closed for a while. So it was like, I don't know, hard to get in. And then, uh, you know, I have like, a hookup with uh, UPS that I can introduce you to, actually, or some sort of parcel service. There you go. We'll get it on the on the down low. I won't even have to try too yeah. hard. I just show up and be like, all right, give me some good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 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 It's good if you don't have to try. That's what I've learned about life. We actually uh, and my roommate actually had an issue. Might have been you now that I think about it. <laughs> I was your uh, roommate. No, no, no. He had an issue where the packages he was getting were showing up, but then he would open the box and or like go to open the box and it was already ripped open and the stuff. So they left the box, huh. which is so I guess they wanted us to recycle it for some odd reason, even though it's like you're doing the crime. Do do your part. Like <laughs> that's weird. Sounds like, uh, yeah, maybe somebody uh, somebody before the delivery was made even did it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So maybe. Maybe there was an inside job. Yeah, inside job. Got to do it. <laughs> That's the good hookup. 
but uh yeah um i don't know it's just crazy like i'm a little jealous of everybody down at fest though because like uh i was actually just talking to red about this um how like you go down there and like it's probably a really cool fest uh because there's so few people there and it's like yeah you know like yeah it sucks that some of these bands have to drop off but it's like probably feels a lot more like it did you know way back in the day when fest was like still really small but still with some bigger bands probably i don't know yeah yeah no that's that's an interesting thing that i didn't think about because i was just like you know obviously a friend of mine was asking what i was doing this weekend and i was like trying to stay off my phone so i don't see sixteen thousand fest posts and everything Yeah, it's rough it's rough i keep (laughs) seeing it and i'm like man why did i why did i download the facebook app again I'm like, oh, yeah, because I want to get rich and famous with my Facebook page. And then I'm like, wait, all I do is look at people's pictures of how much fun they're having at Fest. And it right, right. Scared. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm only on on the gram these days and Twitter still. But uh, oh, yeah, the the, the post even on Instagram, I'm just like, oh, man, like and I go back and forth. Some of it I'm like, man, I'm really glad I'm not in Florida right now. And then like an hour or two later, I'll see a post where I'm just like, oh man, I could have seen this friend that I haven't seen in three years, you know? Like, Yeah, it's weird too, because like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm here in Europe and I haven't seen anybody like in person, uh, right. you know, in at least two years now. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's fun. Like, that's kind of why, like, it's nice to do the podcast and get to catch up with people like you and stuff. But, uh, you know, actually like seeing people, Fest is yeah. great for that. Like, that's kind of like <laughs> it, possibly the number one reason people go. Like, uh, uh, you might think it's the bands, but sometimes it's just like people just want to see their friends from all around the world all together in the same place for a while. Right. It's like, fuck, man. It's hard to miss out on it. Yeah. And there's definitely, I definitely have noticed, like, as of lately, especially after doing this, this whole US run that I did, like, there's still plenty of friends of mine from, you know, whether it's been Canada or whether Australia um, or even Europe as yourself, you know, that I'm just like, yeah. ah, I just, just want to grab a slice of pizza with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's actually a good thing, too. That five star pizza. It's weird because I always thought like, oh, it's just shitty pizza that I eat when I'm drunk. <laughs> but when we were recording there. We would buy it sometimes when we were like somewhat sober and it was like, actually, this is pretty fucking good. And uh, it's definitely way better than anything they have here. You would think in Germany, they're so close to Italy that they would have figured out how to make good pizza. But no, no, they don't do it right at all. Tax on it. And like, you know, the is there a time zone difference between you guys in Italy? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't know, but I don't think so. Quality of pizza, you know, the time (laughs) time zone. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the time to the eat zone and the sauce used just to make stop making stuff. dinner at five and it's ready yeah. and then you got to wait another hour to eat it exactly and then and then you go back an hour because of different times it's it's yeah. all of that that's how but, time but, works here's a question for you what would be if you could teleport to fest right now the first three spots you're going to food or even band wise See, I don't even really fucking know who's playing this year because I tried not to pay attention. Um, okay. I would, but they, you know, there's always some standbys. Also, there's like nobody from Europe there. There's no European bands playing yeah, as far yeah. as I know, which you for get obvious to see reasons. Right now, 
That means you get to see them, you know. Yeah, but nobody's playing here because none of the clubs are open yet. Because they're trying to be cautious. Not like in America where they're like, eh, good enough. (laughs) I mean, especially having gone through Florida and Texas on my last run. Oh, yeah. It was definitely. And oddly enough, there were some weird, weird spots that I thought I was like, oh, they'll be really good with masks or they'll be polite and everything like that. Like some spots in the Midwest were actually pretty, pretty rude with that kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's almost more like uh, what's the word tumultuous in uh, the Midwest, because yeah, a lot of those states are kind of like a mix of like uh, rednecks versus like hippies. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like because of that, they're more bold, you know, going yeah, people one way. Who are another. deadhead libertarians? Yeah, there you go. They're just like not sure what they actually believe in. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, as far as your question goes, oh, food, yeah, yeah. I mean, food, I, yeah, but there's always some standbys with the bands. Like I think the copyrights are playing. I was like okay. CNM. Um, uh, yeah, but I don't really know. anybody else i would definitely watch them though um and uh you know for food it's funny because like i saw somebody post this on uh on the facebook on the fest friends page or whatever like yeah i checked that shit out you've gotten since the last time i saw you that you call it the facebook yeah the facebook right i saw the movie and they were like i saw it on the facebook uh yeah it's super i was looking on the youtubes the other day (laughs) they told mark zuckerberg to take it off and he was like good idea and then uh you know i'm bringing it back baby maybe i'll start (laughs) a new website that actually is called the facebook and, green, uh, green Zuckerberg, maker of Facebook. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, but, Finally, we know your last name. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. That's that's this is my real dream. I I made a fortune with uh, social medias, but I uh, really just want to be a uh, uh, half-assed uh, punk rock dude with a you know marginally good uh, podcast. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, the the question was like that they asked were like where's good to eat in Gainesville and I'm like this has got to be a person who's never been here before obviously because right. there's a shit ton of places but the ones I always hit up are uh, the Boca Fiesta uh, obviously like I said Five Star and uh, Flacco's Tacos um, yep. which is funny like I always go to Flacco's to eat the tacos. But I guess what's the real bomb is their uh, the sandwiches. Like uh, it's okay. like the Cuban food is what is really good. Right, I guess. Right. I don't know. I always get the tacos because they're fucking delicious. And especially that's another thing you don't really get over here in uh, Germany is uh, any kind of Mexican food. So right. uh, I'm working on making my own. You know, like people know I like to fuck around in the kitchen stuff. But, yeah, uh, it, it still ain't like easy. Few, few last time we spoke. Yeah, yeah. Um. But God, what the hell is that other place? There's this like real cool place. It's like a bar that you can go and get like, I don't know. We always end up having eaten there at least once. Once I think it's called like uh, the joint or something. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the spot or something like that. I can't remember. It's not it, like the I- main drag. Yeah, it's ringing a bell to me now. They got a bunch of good beers there and stuff. I don't know. It's funny because. Oh, yeah. 
it's like they have all the fucking beers on tap, right? Yeah, yeah. They got a great, great amount of beers, which is another thing they don't have here. I was, I, I, I oh, you know, that's in the worst Germany? thing. Well, they got good beers here, but they only got one kind. That's the thing. It's like they're really good at making pilsners and lagers, like a pilsner lager thing. But those are basically like very similar beers. And uh, they will tell you that they all taste very different. But I will tell you that the only <laughs> difference is that some of them are not very good and some of them are really good. Uh, but they're all like light beers. And, uh, you know, being from uh, the States where you got that whole like craft brew uh, explosion right. that happened in the last 10 years. I'm like, yeah, I want I want a fucking coconut stout. And I want a fucking pumpkin beers and all this shit. And like, it's especially now, me, especially now. Well, because it's fallout, you know, it's like getting to be like you need a pumpkin spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's delicious stuff. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, when I go to the States, I will go to fucking Starbucks and I will get a pumpkin spice latte because they're goddamn delicious. And I mean, like, I'm not I, I recently, uh, I don't know. I can't remember if you knew this, but like I never was really a coffee drinker or anything like that. I was just. Yeah, you just don't take anything. <laughs> I just eat a bunch of candy. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but recently I hit a point where. I I was working so many shows back to back right before I left for tour that like some friends of mine were like, you need coffee. And I was like, no, I'm stronger than that. And I, I caved <laughs> in. I, I said. I have coffee about three or four times a year and that's it. And, you know, but I've, I've passed that threat. I can count on at least two hands now how much I've had coffee, especially the last like month and a half. And some of my friends are mad at me because it's almost as if I broke edge and they were like, you're not drinking coffee with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, you gotta be secretive about it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain friends coffee. of mine that are just like, they're just like, well, would you start smoking weed too? I was like, no, 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 calm down. <laughs> One step at a time here. <laughs> that, that's what you should leave with, though, is when they're like, oh, you drink a coffee now? And it's like, hey, it's just to counteract the fucking weed hangover, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I that's, got my yeah, downers, I got, gotta get my yeah. uppers, buddy. What do you want? Yeah, the hippie speedball, as a friend of mine says. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I come and go uh, as a please, but I would like to think that uh, as much as I like drinking booze, mainly for the flavors, uh, I think it would be a lot easier to quit drinking booze than it would be to quit drinking caffeine because I love like just uh, the taste of coffee and like feeling yeah. it when it makes me all like awake, but not like too awake, like certain other things that I've yeah. had to do. But, uh, you know, like uh, it's good. It's, it's, it's I'll, good I'll, and it feels great. Yeah, I'll plead the fifth on uh, that second part. Uh. Yeah, that's right. That's why <laughs> uh, it exists. Not for myself, not for myself, you know. Like. Yo, I know you're a good boy. You, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do recall there was one point and I this is this is where I think just because of just touring constantly, bl everything blends together and having two years of not doing it and just repressing memories. Yeah. Uh, I do recall uh, being on a run with y'all <laughs> and I think it might have been somebody from another band. 
that comes up to me and was just like, hey, do you know where we're going? I was like, yeah, we're not going to the same place. They're like, I'm really sorry. I'm on a bunch of Molly right now. Do you know where we're going? <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, you know what? There's an after show tonight. I'm just going to put you in a lift with everybody else. You'll go there good. and your, your team should find you there. <laughs> yeah. That could have been a lot of, uh, that, yeah, that could have been plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah. It was plenty a great night. I, I do recall what city it was in, but I'm going to leave that redacted. Just oh to... shit. Well, I don't want to know. You could say, I don't think right, anybody's going to Toronto. Care. Oh, Toronto. Oh yeah. And huh. we had off the next day. This well, that's good. <laughs> this band did not. All right. Yeah. Well, we always have a good time in Toronto. Hey, Hey, how you doing? That's it. Yeah. You just had the, I saw you just had uh, the, somebody from Bovine. On. Oh, yeah. Daryl. And uh, before him, we had KJ from Chicks Dig It. it they're having their uh, 30th anniversary uh, where it's like th- Chicks Dig It and the Bovine both started in the same year. And it was wow. 30 years ago. Dig it. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So that's, KJ that's- from Chicks Dig It is 30 years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to right. say I'm approaching that in a like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but it must have been uh, felt good to like get out on the road, right? Like, yeah. That was this uh, your first thing, really, with the, this tour yeah, with the front bottoms? Yeah, so over the summer, as as things started opening up, I was fortunate enough to to get a job at like a local amphitheater doing merch out there. But so oh, like cool. that was like huge shows like Alanis Morissette and Hall and Oates. So it was like cool, cool shit. But like, yeah, not the level of touring we're used to. And uh, and it wasn't even touring because I just went home every night. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like, cool, make a bunch of money, get angry with people, but then realize, oh, cool. I get to see my roommate's dog, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the front bottoms run was great. Uh, and then, you know, I was. I had like a small circle of friends that also were starting their first tours back. Uh, and, you know, my one friend, she's just finishing up right now. And we, we, we laughed because we had this moment where it was like, Oh God, why are we doing this? Where it's like, people are still getting COVID every fucking day and like hospitalizations yeah. in certain States that we're going through. And uh, my friend's tour happened to not, be going through like florida they did go through texas but you know they had a certain protocol where they weren't playing certain places that didn't have mask mandates in place and stuff so they had a little bit of an easier time to some extent uh but so we started off and we're just like why are we doing this everything sucks about this but then it went from that to like you know what (laughs) this is this is the coolest thing like like, yeah. We're very fortunate to do this. We're going to keep fucking doing this. But then we, for other reasons, like that, that was the thing. Like whenever I get stressed out, I had to put it in perspective of just like, well, is, am I stressed out because it's like touring in a pandemic or am I stressed out because it's something that happens on fucking tour all the time? Right. You're back in it. You know, we've got to get back yeah, into that, and, that mode. And it's, you know, especially doing merch and, uh, you know, like dealing with shipments of merch and everything like that. And, you know, 
I hate saying it because it sounds it makes me sound like we're on MSNBC or something like that. But you know, the supply chains issues in our economy, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I I know about it. Like, uh, you know, just tr- trying to order anything. Like, as far as like, I got my merch store, and I'm trying to get supplies right. for that. And yeah, it's it takes a while. It's it's so fucking tricky to do because then certain merch companies. Oh yeah, know, especially are- being on tour. I like yeah. you know trying to get stuff sent to a certain place and it doesn't show up on time. And then you got to get it resent. And yeah. yeah. Well, I remember even being out with you guys once we were fortunate enough to be selling a little bit better than we were. Yeah. I remember having to be arranged something with a friend shop. Fortunately. That's uh, right. Yeah. In Jersey. Shout out yeah, to dog. Right. Hell uh, yeah. Dogwood printing in Manasquan, New Jersey, uh, for all your local need. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's so it's like there was all those stresses, but then some of them I'm like thinking, I'm like, all right, well, this could have been avoided if we just didn't, you know, and I'll be, I can be fully transparent now. There was definitely one or two days that I myself was like not feeling hot and I went to go get a test and then I did a test of my own. And, uh, because I don't partake in, uh, things that to happen in a bathroom other than using the bathroom uh yeah okay <laughs> i had i had this funny moment where i mean you're always using the bathroom it's just what are you using it for right right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah at what point what point does the bathroom become the restroom uh there you go where, all right where nefarious activities happen that's right uh so i was just, i i went down the street to do a covet test and you know, I was waiting for the results, but then I also had some some rapid tests that I did my uh, my uh, myself. Yeah, I'm waiting and you have to wait like 15, 20 minutes for those. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to move it too much. I want to keep it on the same surface. And, you know, somebody's coming up and it was a, uh, you know, single person bathroom. So if you were <laughs> in a relationship, you couldn't use it. But uh, and then. <laughs> But uh, so like somebody's coming up and shaking the door handle. I'm like, just a minute, just a minute. And it's like pretty much what every, you know, movie portrays somebody who has a drug problem. To be yeah, right. And I'm like, and I hear the same keys jingle and I feel awful because it just it's like a staff bathroom yeah. sign and everything like that. And I feel awful because I'm like, oh, this is definitely like one of their loaders or, you know, stage manager. Like cause I hear the key, you know, the key jingle that it's like all right, like nobody on my tour has the keys jingling. So I know it's a house guy and he just really has to take a dump real bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, Ugh. just another minute. Just an-, like, and I'm, I'm out of just another minutes at this point. I'm just like, yeah, out of minutes. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm like sitting there like, got to wait for this. Like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thankfully it turned out negative and the other one I took down the street from a professional spot turned out negative. So avoided that stuff. But um, yeah, the touring in a pandemic, especially because a friend of mine who's on tour, I came home and I literally helped them work two out of the three shows they have in Brooklyn <laughs> um, because I don't know when to stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh and they were just dealing with some issues as well. And I felt so horrible for them because it's just like, oh my God. But thankfully they were at the end of the tour. So somebody just went home because they also lived in the city and everything like that. But hmm. it's definitely something that I'm intrigued to see with 
like the cold weather starting up again and like uh you know obviously like th- this is the other thing like slightly to go back to fest like how many times did you go to fest and you just had the fest cold after oh yeah the the well <laughs> for lack of a better term what they used to call it fest aids all right yeah 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 you yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, yeah, that was the biggest thing. It's like everybody would get that and everybody would just feel sick and get a cold uh, yeah. because everybody's sweating all over each other and doing this thing. And that was right. the main thing that we thought of was like, how are you going to, that already happens. And now people are going to have COVID with it. And it's just going to be like the super spreader of event of the, of the year. I prefer Possibly. the term that's related to a concert, uh, spread and shred. <laughs> spread and shred. All right. A spread and shred event. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I hope everybody is feel is uh, doing good down there, though. I know they got like, uh, um, you know, they got protocols going on, and like, uh, yeah, yeah, th- they got like a like spots where you can get tested. So, like, hopefully, people yeah. are getting tested at least every day, if not even like multiple times a day. I don't know if it makes sense to get tested multiple times a day because it probably takes longer to show up. But, uh, right, right. you know, like whatever, like uh, hopefully the, the, there's uh, they can be like uh, as far as live music goes, you know, I would hope that fest would be uh, the kind of festival that would be more like a, a, a shining light. Yeah, like a progressive sort of thing where they're like, this is how we can actually do it and it'll be safe and the, the, yeah. yeah and minimize, you know, risk to, and all that. Yeah. I was talking with a friend of mine. I was like, you know, and we were joking about, you know, fest, festitis, fest flu, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, kind of hit a point where I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't feel comfortable going this year. And they were like, all right, cool, whatever. It's all good. And, uh, but then I was like, that being said, like, I hope next year it could be fucking, you know, back to full, full cap and everything. Yeah. Like that. Certain things we don't have to worry about. And because it, it's it is funny to think, though, that it's like. There's so many and this is I, I think we were loosely chatting about this before, yeah. um, like the pandemic alone, ru- not ruined, but like really caused so many bands in general just to be like what are we doing you know so many bands oh, that were at, that, at that cusp of like oh is this a fun hobby that like we break even on or is this what we're about to try to do for a living and there's right so many bands, and it's yeah. like oh man like fuck it, and that just ruined a bunch of bands it, it, yeah i think it it probably ruined a lot of bands and uh it's it's kind of a reunite. weird What's that will that? all reunite at fest and riot fest next year probably you know yeah probably <laughs> i mean hopefully you know like once it really back opens back up you know there's a certain level of band that'll get back into it and just be like fine um i actually think it's kind of interesting to see what uh some of these bigger bands were up to like you know bands Cause you know, you think about like some bands who were like, all right, maybe we're on the cusp of like starting to do this for a living or whatever. Uh, but like, if you can't suddenly, then it's like, well, I guess I better go get a job or like, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Rob some people or something. 
Um, well, that's the but, funny thing is with a lot of the venues that we just went through, so many of them had like production managers and audio engineers and oh yeah, lighting people that decided they were like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to try to pursue something else. And so yeah. we're, you know, not to shit talk any venues in particular, but there was a certain level of like professionalism and like, you know, greenery, no pun intended. Um, yeah. Of just like, oh yeah, like as far as like the the staff being like new to it, yeah, and everything. yeah. And, well, that's the yeah. other thing. Like a lot of people, uh, you know, yeah, they just uh, when their the, their lives depend on this, and suddenly they can't do it, they got to do something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't lie. It's like I I spend a good portion of the pandemic, you know, looking into even more paid fire departments, and obviously yeah. it's all that that would be like the one thing that you know, I would consider giving up touring for and working in music, but it's also a thing of just like, well, if I'm going to do that, I have to just commit to that. Um, you know, I have to have it more right. as I joke, I was joking with some friends of mine the other day where most people have a job and then music on the side is like their expensive hobby. But for me, music is my job. But then like the thing that could be my job, firefighting is like my expensive hobby. Even though <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah and yeah i think that it's it's got to be super rough for the like professionals like the booking agents and like the techs and everything that uh you know that built a life a career around yeah. live music um but what was kind of funny to me was seeing all these bands that like built their lives around their live music and suddenly it's like oh shit I got a fucking mortgage to pay and uh, suddenly my band had to cancel a year's worth of tours. Right. Uh, and it's all based on that. And like, you know, these guys are like the guys who've been doing it for well over a decade. So like going out and just getting a job isn't really into something they're like just thinking about doing. Like, you know, that's that's one thing. Like if you're a technical person, uh, you you might be in line to like, go somewhere go to a different yeah. like thing but like guys who are musicians and they kind of like they basically made it but suddenly they're like oh shit no more money's coming in it's like what the fuck yeah. are they gonna do you know and then i kind i definitely early on had some of those moments where i kind of was like all right well two or three months like i can make this work like i'll, I'll be fine you know i have some money saved up and i was fortunate enough to be in a house with some good people that were like yo if you need to be a little less this month on rent. That's fine. You know? Oh yeah, that's uh, good. But you know, I, I hit a point and it's, it's where I was just like, fuck, what am I going to do? Because, uh, you've seen the movie school of rock, right? Oh yeah. There's a, there's a scene in there where Jack black is like, he's like, uh, schmoozing with all the other teachers to try to blend in. And he's like, you know, and, they say those who can't do teach and those who can't teach teach gym. Yeah, so, that's like, right. I always, I always have my own version of that where it's like, all right, they say those who can't play guitar play bass and those who can't play bass end up selling merch. So, so. <laughs> so it's like this funny thing of like, I'm like, oh man, I'm reduced. I reduced myself so many times that I'm just like, there was a point where I was like, what the fuck do I do? I'm like, I can count to 12. 
Like, <laughs> I I can I can tell you what sizes we have. Like, there that's you go. my skill set. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like uh, we've had one main merch guy uh, with yeah. Dave, you know, and yep. uh, we've we've had the had to deal with some others on the way and uh we definitely you know there's definitely good merch guys and bad merch guys and uh <laughs> or the, girls or whatever but uh you know like uh there's there there's a skill to it there is some skill yeah sure. yeah <laughs> i i'm always laughing whenever because actually and i'll redact some names here there was an artist that i was <laughs> with for a while um and their tour manager hit me up and they're like, hey, we're getting back on the road. You know, this artist wants to have a friend come out and do merch. And now the level of tour that this was on was like bigger theaters and smaller. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and I was like, do they have any merch background? They're like, no, we just want you to come in for a couple shows and teach them. I was like. <laughs> really making me question my self-worth coming out of this whole lockdown right now <laughs> yeah how about how about you bring them on as an assistant and you get hired for the whole tour right yeah and that was a whole thing that like i had to discuss with them but then it overlapped with another tour that i had booked so I was, but it was definitely a funny thing of just like like you were just saying it's like yeah there's definitely a certain caliber of like there's the there's the friend who like you know can hold it down but then there's people who are it's like Oh, okay. Like they actually recognize, you know, because as much of a sellout as this sounds, it's like there is some decent money to be made with merchandise, especially for <laughs> band. Hardcore. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really the only way, you know, we could do it. Yeah. yeah. And especially for opening bands when you can just fucking. Or do you mean from a merch guy standpoint? Um, in general, I think actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, the the run i was just on the the one opener shout out to sydney sprague um incredible songwriter um badass like 90s sounding uh like like i don't want to say sad jams because there's like some rocker jams like (laughs) but i don't even know what that means (laughs) yeah like what sad sad jams is like counting crows or something yeah kind of like counting crows meets Alanis Morissette kind of. All right, all right. Yeah, very nineties. Yeah, like post grunge, I guess you would call that or something. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, I'm sure somewhere there's a pitchfork editor not listening to this that would scold us for that. Yeah, Uh, I would scold uh, him for being a pitchfork editor. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) But then realize, oh, they probably make a couple bucks. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was like a, a funny thing in my family that always happened was, uh, you know, like you'd make fun of somebody. It's like, oh, like me being an angsty eight year old where it's like, screw Britney Spears. And my, somebody in my family was like, well, she's making more money than you are. And I was like, God damn, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, but yeah. so, uh, this opener, Sydney, she like fortunately hit a point like one third into the tour where they were like, we are about to run out of the merch that we thought we would have for the entire tour. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's that'll good. Happen. like you sell it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's happened to us. Uh, yeah. I, sometimes, sometimes it's just a matter of like, how much can you actually haul? Like, you know, right. like we got a van with a trailer, half the trailer is taken up by gear and the other half yeah. is merch. 
But yeah, like halfway through the tour, we're probably going to have to get, you know, restock. And it's just a reality. You just got to get it done. And hopefully you got your shit together and you kind of have an idea of what you're going to need so you can get it printed and made in advance. But yeah, if you just don't know and suddenly you're yeah. like, oh, shit, we're about to run out. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no they, they definitely caught on ahead of time. They were like, oh, wow, we're doing better and everything. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Especially right now for, you know, talking with a bunch of other merch folks everyone's like in this weird situation where it's like oh we like i don't know if it's people just like had the money saved up from the not going out the last few years um uh, or if it's like everybody you know misses the arts here in the states and yeah i feel like it's a, at least both screwed. of those yeah yeah um how screwed everybody is but like the numbers certain bands are pulling right now it's just like what like <laughs> oh, shit maybe we maybe i should go back to the states and get some fucking touring going on i mean because i like yeah. money you know like it's good yeah money money yeah like you like stacking green that's for sure that's right <laughs> green is good nah. <laughs> to to misquote gordon greco or whatever uh i don't know some movie star uh <laughs> um well I don't know. Uh, we could talk about that tech stuff and uh, the history of uh, rock and roll in the uh, <laughs> pandemic era fucking all day. But yeah. I wanted to get into your uh, your endeavors uh, as far as your band and this new project you got coming up. Um, but let's start with your band. Uh, are you got are you doing anything like I feel like you guys had something going on recently? Uh, yeah. So you talk about entropy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Entropy. Yeah. If any lawyers are listening, we're called Entropy NY. Or if you're on Spotify, <laughs> Entropy NY. Um, That's right. And if you're Italian, it's an Entropini. It's a, there you it's a go. That we came up with. Entropini. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So we've been kicking around. Oh, God. December, I think, will be nine years. But um, we were all set to uh, finish our our most recent record right before the pandemic. Um, oh yeah. And we had studio time booked and everything. And the first four years we were a band. Cause it's um, for those who don't know, we're a hardcore punk band that like our first seven inch was 10 songs in 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Like, and so, you know, over time we've uh, matured as people will say, and, you know, gotten some longer songs and, some of them have hit over two minutes. This record, we almost had one that hit three. Wow, um, that, that that's too long, even for like a pop punk standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, you know, a good twenty seconds of that might have been like feedback at the end. Though, oh, so. All right, it was like your ballad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our uh, every rose has its thorn. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but so, the first four years we were a band, we had a new release every year. So we were just, you know, churning them out very fucking prolific as people with degrees will say. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's a that's a degree person word. Yeah. yeah. It's hot. Uh, <laughs> hot to use. And, and uh, yeah, the screen, it's a screensaver word, you know, when you that's put right. the word in the day. Uh, <laughs> um. 
I ain't true to maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something, yeah. Now there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions and what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff, but chances are you're going to have some left over or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a stupid merch company web store. Right now, and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now, right now, if you go on there and you, at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Players. I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can, um... Uh, Get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. But so then we hit a point where, you know, life stuff came up, you know, certain certain members had gotten jobs that we, you know, we couldn't write as much and everything like that. And people were moving around and shit. And I was on the road a whole bunch. So we actually uh, we were a four piece. And then recently I say recently, it's now like <laughs> three or four years ago now. Oh, um, yeah. Our friend Jacqueline, who played in a band. Uh, that we always played shows with called Tesla's Revenge, awesome pop punk band that was just very, 
Um, if anybody listening is a fan of like any sort of nineties fat rack, pop punk, very, very, I believe they're on Spotify called Tesla's revenge. Um, you know, definitely worth checking out. You know, she could use the 0.3 cents a song. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> she's got two cool dogs, uh, that could use that, <laughs> that money. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we, we had tried out one friend and, you know, one friend who was also named Colin. So it didn't work out, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's never going to work. Yeah. I mean, we had two, we have two Brian's in the band. So it was just a whole thing where yeah, Brian's yeah. the guys that are into that sort of thing. Yeah. But so, you know, we bounced around and eventually we came up with the idea that it was, I would switch to second guitar because I'm not good enough to be the only guitarist in a punk band. Like <laughs> I'll flat out admit that. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll admit that too about myself. <laughs> Not not to, just you. To me put it too. in perspective, when the band started and our singer asked our guitarist about getting me to play, he goes, our guitarist goes, yeah, I think he would be fine as long as he has four or or less strings uh, <laughs> or something of that nature. Yeah. So we got Jacqueline. And then what we kind of realized was because we had the two guitars, we're like, we could try some cooler, more melodic things out. So what we didn't realize was that it would take us longer to write songs. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so we went, uh, it was like three or four years and it was the first time that we actually like wrote songs and scrapped them before we even hit the studio. Oh yeah. You gotta um, do that sometimes. Yeah. Like we, you know, like I said, we matured, uh, <laughs> and, uh, hit this point where we're like, okay, you know, let's, let's get, a bunch of songs before we record because we used to we used to be one of those bands we're like yeah we're close enough yeah we'll we'll finish one or two before the dates book so we were set to record april of 2020 but then uh because but then not only did our studio uh close up for a little while because our friend john declario um who used to do, he did like the first my cam record and he used to do like lounge and cooter and like all those early 2000s pop punk bands Oh uh, yeah. He uh he shut it down, but then we have band members that uh one band member he works in the maintenance department at a like 60-year-old plus community apartment complex. Oh. Um and then our our uh, one of our other members is a physical therapist in a nursing home. <laughs> oh so, man. <laughs> so the idea of being like, yeah, our dumb punk band wants to practice. So it's like so it's like uh nobody's gonna lose their job over this fucking band kind of yeah. deal. So we, had to, we had to put stuff on hold for a little bit and then uh we finally and thankfully i think we we had everything but lyrics to one song written um ready to go so once we and we had demos made up uh some of us practiced and listened more than others obviously yeah. as you know <laughs> as a band dynamic works um and then we got to record it with our friend John uh, last October. And then we tried the whole, you know, the whole game of like, wow, this is really good. We, you know, we should try to send it out to some labels. But then obviously every label's like, we're broke too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, no uh, sign is this year. Yeah. And the other thing of like, well, vinyl, obviously, as many people who are listening to this might fucking know, is just totally fucked. Um, like, yeah, producing it, 
Yeah, so it's been that way hit, for a while. Yeah, yeah. We kind of hit a point where we were like, what do we do? And our uh, my buddy Jared runs a label called Mount Crushmore Records uh, <laughs> in New Jersey. And uh, it's right. funny because his band, Mercy Union, um, you know, uh, they put their records out, but then he's been doing some other projects, and one of which was uh, Michael Imperioli, who's the actor from oh, The yeah. Sopranos. That's right. Uh, his band is on the label. Oh, wow. That's uh, crazy. So we're label mates with a Soprano, essentially. Do you know what that band is called? I kind of want to check it out. Uh, Zopa. Z-O-P-A. It means soup in Italian. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... So he he kind of between him and then uh, Jacqueline, who now plays bass for us, uh, runs a label called All We Got Records. Uh, we kind of were like, all right, let's let's just put our heads together and at least get it out on CD and tape for now. And if there's anybody listening that runs a label and would like to put it out on vinyl, paired up because we can fit it all on one side. So the other idea. <laughs> It's like, we'll go. do it on one side. And then the CD we did before that, Deinventing the Wheel, we would put on the B side. Um, there you go. Fuck yeah. Away. Yeah. So we did that and we finally got to release it uh, September of this year. Um, or no, it was August rather. Then we did some shows in September. We have a small weekend coming up next month. But, you know, with everyone's schedules and actual adult jobs, you know, it's been pretty pretty tricky but um it's it's odd it's odd because like with this band not that i've never not been proud of playing in a hardcore band or anything like that but this time around i was like wow we we got you know we used guitar pedals on this one and everything like that (laughs) psychedelic in one night yeah we we used more than tube screamers and distortion pedals on there you know like i don't i would never do that but exactly yeah yeah uh you know and obviously anybody listening would just be like yeah it's all, it all sounds like guitars but like to us I was yeah. like, oh, cool, you know like yeah yeah, uh, yeah you can hear it yeah yeah so so there there's that um that record's called the future is bright um yeah because that was the other thing and i don't know i i don't know i've only seen so much of the world of of mast intruder and how y'all operate but like when it comes to like naming a record and album art, like it's, it's a process. So that definitely delayed us a whole bunch. And Oh yeah. It's important uh, stuff. You want to, you want to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny too, because like we, <laughs> we didn't realize we had this one shirt design that a friend or somebody had sold us that we never used. And it featured the future is bright. And we were like, all right, yeah, we'll use that. And we'll take out the future is bright. And then we were like, no, let's just name it that. It was like the first, it's much like our <laughs> band name. It was the first name that all of us didn't hate. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, nice. But, you know, and it kind of, kind of works. Uh, I guess maybe the, the I was not theatrically, thematically with like some of the lyrics on the record, how it's like, you know, it, it could be an ironic, the future is bright or something. Oh, like yeah, that. for sure. And uh, probably theatrically too, if you want it to. Yeah 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 our stage show we're gonna have capes you're from uh, new york they got broadway and shit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah so it was just the whole whole thing of like i think yeah i think theatrically and thematically uh <laughs> the record the record kind of like 
had some weird themes considering that it, a lot of it was written before the lockdown and a lot of the civil unrest and that oh, happened yeah. in 2020. Um, the, you know, like there's our singer, Brian, he has, he has like a, a weird, like uh, <laughs> to quote mean girls, he has ESPN uh, where he can almost see the future. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, he, he has a way with words that like, even before like debates about like statues came up years ago, he wrote stuff about like tearing down statues and like just all this shit. And on this record, there was like lyrics about Mount Rushmore and. Oh yeah. And See, just- if, if I did that, I would wonder like, do I have the power to see the future or do I have the power to like create what happens in the future? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's some like delirious with John Candy where he's got the magic typewriter and he can just make everything. Uh, happen. Yeah. yeah. Like then I would like, that would be cool. I would like write some real fucked up songs then. So yeah, some, some voodoo magic. What would you write Hell songs yeah. about? I don't know. Probably like about me getting a million dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah hanging ladies. out, hanging out with like pretty ladies and stuff. Yeah. Bare naked ladies. Probably. No, no. Well, no, no. They wrote a song about that. Yeah. I would get I... some bare naked ladies to write songs for me. So I don't <laughs> have to do it. And they'd probably be real good. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. know there's a band called the bare naked ladies and they'd had a song kind of about that. I just wasn't sure if you were familiar with their back catalog. Everyone, everyone just knows. Hurry up, Brown. I know the Chicken Me Chinese Chicken song or whatever. Yeah, that's the same one. Oh, is it? All right. I only know the Chicken Me Chinese Chicken part because that part rules. Now yeah. you're inspired. I kind of want to get Chinese food after this. I live like a block from this awesome. Oh, don't go on about Chinese food. I actually had Chinese food earlier today. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty bad, actually. There's uh. It's a weird thing here too to get back into like the cultural differences of the places we live in. Uh, it's like you, th- there was one like Chinese place uh, that was like real good, like greasy, yeah. like over fried Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, the American like, Chinese food. Yeah, <laughs> like you just get Chinese, like, you know, like fucking chicken fried rice or some shit, and it's just greasy and delicious yep. and salty and awesome. And they went out of business. Nobody liked it. Cause like what they like is like, everything's nice and like barely cooked, but like mm-hmm. super, like the rice is nice and fluffy yeah. and like, white. like, yeah. And it's, I'm like, this ain't that good. It's they, it needs salt and uh, grease, you know, like where's the grease. That, that's like, like the, that funny, here. the funny thing that I think about, like when I go on tour, cause even still it's like, uh, on off days everyone's like yo let's get a let's all do like a family meal together and it's like i don't i haven't eaten i've been on and off vegetarian mostly on for the last 15 years or something like that so yeah. it's this funny thing of like okay cool well let's find something that like everybody can eat but then on top of that i feel so out of place there was one one restaurant in particular that we went to uh down in new orleans and it was like this bougie like been there since the 1840s and it has all this seafood and everything and i just felt so out of place because to me i'm just like i'm like no like i i i just want like a like a greasy bowl of <laughs> like general sauce tofu or something like that like yeah right 
Um, but then it's funny because going back, hopping back to Entropy and Fest, I remember years ago when we played, uh, we, we were driving down and uh, I love Patrick to death. And I'm sorry if he's if he's listening to this and gets mad at me for sharing this story. <laughs> but the one time I've ever like actually been annoyed with him because him and I have like balance each other out a lot in the band. Um, but there was, I was like, Oh cool. Like we need gas soon. And you know, I think I, I picked up the term from you like, Oh, this exit is a spot. You know, it's like you got the gas station, but then you have the different fast food options right next to it. You yeah. Know, you yeah, got, yeah. KFC split seven inch. And exactly. Everything. That's what you and want. I go, I go, Oh, so there, I was like, yo, there's a spot here. And he's like, no i'm not that low on gas yet and like we'll find something so it's like you know he's like my light's not on i was like dude but it's about lights to go on. <laughs> that's let's, too let's, late let's, you don't want to wait that long let's just stop here dude yeah so we don't even though like uh some other people in the band have some other dietary restrictions and you know like you know mcdonald's we could find something at but like you know, nobody wants it. I'm an adult. And uh, right, right, right. And sure enough, he was like, he stops at this one exit because he the light goes on and he's like, all right, well, I guess I need it. And all there is is a fucking McDonald's. And I'm like, am I the bougie one here? Am I the bougie one in this band? Like, <laughs> all right. First of all, anybody who like might be listening to this, who has never been on tour or something or just driving a car in general, you don't wait till the fucking gas light goes on to get gas. <laughs> that's not good for your engine and it's uh uh yeah it's just a bad idea uh as as someone who's in a band who ran out of gas twice in the same spot uh yeah you don't want to do that uh you want to get gas you know when you can and uh yeah no you're not the bougie one you're just uh, a pragmatist i guess as they would say just like all the founding fathers yeah <laughs> um but yeah, so anyway, going, uh, hopping back to entropy, I guess, because I can't remember what, I, what diatribe bought me there, but, uh, <laughs> there's another screensaver word for you. Um, that's right. Yeah, no, so we released the record, uh, you know, and I think the best way to describe it, um, cause like we, used, we get all those generic, like, Oh, this band sounds like a hardcore band, you know, but like now that like we got to sound- <laughs> turns out they like, are a hardcore band. Right. Yeah. Like that's that that is part of our thing where it's like we and what was so weird about like venturing out into certain things with songwriting this time around yeah. and like using more than power chords and stuff like that. It was just kind of like uh, that idea of we kind of had so much fun just doing all that basic those basic songs and everything like that and like just you know going up and ripping a fucking you know 20 minute set with 20 songs you know like yeah yeah but then we're like oh okay like are we gonna get weird but then we kind of realized we're like it's still stuff that we would listen to yeah that's the thing (laughs) that is the thing like do you like listening to your own music because if not (laughs) yeah then what the fuck are you doing (laughs) like uh, yeah. I think even uh, Dave Grohl or somebody like famous said that, like, write music that you like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and because then even the if nobody else likes it, at least you do. 
it, it is funny though, because we, because we had so much time, I won't say off necessarily because we were still active the last few years prior to the, to the lockdown and everything. But yeah. we did kind of hit this point where when we re-released it, I was, it was almost as if it was a new band because we, you know, we hadn't released anything in five years. And as you know, it's like getting the gears turning for that stuff. is just like, such a freaking process to begin with when you're like hey listen we like we didn't stop we like <laughs> but yeah, then, yeah. you know also the fact like for me it was almost a thing of like if it was up to me our set would be just about the whole new record and then nothing else because i'm just like i don't not that i don't care for those old songs or anything like that but i'm just like listen these songs are so much better <laughs> um, yeah i think that uh you know that's good. I think that's uh, something that lots of bands go through, uh, especially if you start out as, as a punk band or a hardcore band. Like, like yeah, your, your songs are going to be more simple in the beginning. Like, and then uh, you'll, you, you're going to get better as songwriters, hopefully. And then, uh, yeah, you will probably want to move on. But at the same yeah. time, you know, like, I mean, think about Green Day, for instance. Like, <laughs> some of their hits they wrote when they were fucking high school and shit you know yeah. like they still gotta play them <laughs> they gotta play them all but uh you know like yeah here's the, here's the funny thing though i saw green day a few months ago oh yeah um one of the jobs i picked up during the pandemic was doing uh event assistant work at a uh a baseball stadium in in new york one of the two oh, I'll, yeah. I'll let I'll let the listeners figure no, out. I know one. which one. And uh you motherfucker. <laughs> uh and uh the that tour with Green Day, Weezer, and the Interrupters came through. Oh yeah. It was actually funny because uh I can't remember if I messaged you. No, I think I messaged purple and red. I was like, what was Interrupter Sound Guy name? I couldn't fucking remember it because I had saw him real quick. Oh yeah. Uh Dave, Dave uh man now i can't do it again dave something uh oh dave irish yeah there we go is yeah dave irish yeah yeah he yeah. was out with them um sounded great and everything but then my shift was was over essentially once green day went on so i was like all right i had never seen green day before you know let me let me watch a couple songs and i was like actually impressed but then what i realized was how many fucking hits they have oh but yeah out there's no, there's probably no room for songs that aren't hits on their set list. No. <laughs> like, and, but much like uh, the homie Dave Grohl that you just mentioned, you know, because we're all friends in music. That's right. Uh, uh, I was thinking about like a Foo Fighters show and, and it's like Green Day, obviously at, the, at its core is a pop punk band that fucking rips and everything like that. But like, yeah put on a great arena rock show now <laughs> oh yeah that's right um but i can only imagine when you're like i literally have been playing welcome to paradise <laughs> that's right that's the thing years <laughs> however if you tell me i'm making a million dollars because i'm playing welcome to paradise every night for fucking 20 years yeah like <laughs> yeah why wouldn't you i want to get paid for songs I wrote in high school, a million dollars or like a hundred dollars would be good. 
I guess. I feel like I've heard, I don't know if I've heard any of the ones you wrote in high school, but I feel like I've heard some of your early 20s songs and there's some rippers in there. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know when, if I anybody say, when I say dollars. songs I wrote in high school, I mean high school age, as I did not technically go to high school. But, right. uh, you know, like, uh, who knows? Maybe uh, I would have been in high school in my early 20s, too. So I think it counts. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I think there was a fest one year that you had mentioned, you had asked me potentially to fill in for one of your older bands. Or I don't know like, about that. I think there was, there was something where, where you weren't sure if yellow was coming down or not. And it was like <laughs> one of the, one of the other bands. Um, yeah, that sounds crazy. There was something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, we're anyway. not making millions of dollars. I don't want to play songs we wrote eight or nine years ago anymore. Yeah. Uh, because this record is really good. And if you are a fan of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Oh, hell yeah. A lot of hardcore like Paint It Black and uh, Comeback Kid and be well then uh people should definitely check it out so it's available now right yeah yeah yep all right uh, just not can, on vinyl no no yeah cds there is a limited tape run that is just about out um so if anybody is a cassette collector um you can go to mount crushmore <laughs> records I, I don't know what it is about that name but i yeah. really like it it's, uh, I mean, it's a funny, it's a funny party, party word almost. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, and it's really funny because Brian's lyrics on the record reference Mount Rushmore, and it was prior <laughs> to obviously a bunch of protests out there, and then also prior to us working with Mount Crushmore. So that's why I'm just like, all right, it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there then you obviously, go. obviously, it's also on Spotify and everything like that. Oh um, yeah. But then mm. I do have another project I'm working on with Jacqueline from Entropy. Uh, yeah, this is the one I wanted to ask about. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the inside scoop. Um, That's right. Uh, it's called, it's a, it's a uh, take two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the project is called Worse Off. Um, and it's only called Worse Off because it's a combination of the two other names we tried using, but were already taken. <laughs> All right. And unlike entropy, we didn't want to run into a scenario where there's 16,000 other people with our same name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so it's called worse off. And it's, uh, so Jacqueline's wife years ago had mentioned to us before we had played in a band together. She was like, you guys get along so well and you're the people, you know how every band has like the one or two people in the band that actually do the things of like networking and booking shows and everything. Yeah. She's like, if you guys just started your own band together, you'd be unstoppable and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. Jokes on her. Cause we're not unstoppable. We've been trying <laughs> to have this band for fucking six years now. Oh shit. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we've had different people trying to play drums uh different people you know and then okay i would be on second guitar somebody else would be on bass then it just turned into okay we'll do a three piece and then we had gotten uh this guy john from 
from Jacqueline's old band, Tesla's Revenge. Uh, oh, yeah. And that, that didn't work out. And then we had gotten this other guy named John who also played drums in Tesla's Revenge, but then he had a kid and he moved, you know, it was a whole, whole adult thing. So I jokingly one day was like, well, I know all the songs really well. I was like, let me just see if I could play drums on them. And yeah. so we've, we've been working it where we're like, okay, like, you know, I can play drums well enough for recording that like, if anybody wanted to see a show, we can either have somebody hear these and then be like, yeah, I'll play that for you or something like that. Nice. Um, and then on top of that, like full transparency here, you know, peek behind the curtain. Like <laughs> I can play drums well enough that when I go to the right engineer, it'll sound good. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. That's right. You know, we all go to the right engineer. Talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but so it's funny though, because we were joking around and I was like, I was like, yeah. And I, I was like, yeah. And w- I was like, who's playing bass on the record? And then we were both like, oh shit, I'm playing bass on the record. <laughs> like, I need to go get my bass tuned up, fixed up, you know, get a little setup done and everything like that before we record. Um, that stuff should be out by the end of the month, we're hoping. All right. Um, so, and I, at first, obviously, that'll be a little digital thing. Um, where uh, we do have an instagram i i made it a joke name ish kind of deal um <laughs> that's always yeah, okay. helpful well well i couldn't remember so we're on instagram as worse off as a band all right that yeah, that's good i can remember if we were worse off as a band or is a band so i went with worse off uh, as a band all right you know a little, little joke yeah yeah, joke yeah. In there. Because we were almost called the band Worser, but then we found out there was a band called Worser in the same area of the country. Then we almost called it wow. Off Day, but then there was a band that actually played Fest called Off Day. And I was like, all right, like, <laughs> what if we just mix them? <laughs> so we did that. I like um, it. I, I like I like the, the, the Instagram handle, Worse Off as a Band. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I figured, you know, just have a little fun with that. Um, but so keep your eyes peeled on that. And then obviously if anybody follows entropy on the gram as well, that is entropy. 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 Oh, okay. It's entropy underscore NY. I Twitter. It's entropy. Yeah. Um, it's still entropy. It's just entropy. Knee. Yeah, exact. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, <laughs> So that, that, that kind of stuff, I don't, I hate doing the whole, like, Oh, this band sounds like this band and everything like that. But like, yeah, don't need to do that. Check it yeah, out. Like, I mean, nobody needs to describe what they, they sound like no more because people can just like listen go yeah. and listen to it. Like that's, that's the best thing. And it's also the problem with the way we are in, uh, you know, as music consumers these days, because I remember when it was like happening and uh, it would be like, oh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to this show because I listened to all the bands ahead of time and uh, I, don't, I don't really care for them. 
But it was like, just go to the fucking show and have a good time. And if the bands, you know, maybe they'll surprise you and be good. But everybody was like, no, nah, I just went online and listened to them and yeah, whatever. Well, so that's, that's the other funny thing that I hope to see on a local level. Obviously, it's easy for me to say because I'm fortunate enough where I'm like touring on a national level and everything. But um, people going to shows for the sake of going to shows because I think of how many times yeah. I found some of my favorite bands because I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I know three out of five of these bands playing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, holy shit. The fourth one is now one of my favorites. Like, yeah, that's the way to do it. It was fun. Um, and I hope people get back in, into that, too. Like you said, people are thirsty for it. There's not as many bands probably touring in general. So yeah. uh, people should just, uh, yeah, get back into that. But I'll, I'll, I'll use the phrase at least pop punk for, for worse off. All right. Like, like, it's definitely in that realm of like. Like you wouldn't be out of place at Fest. No, not at all. Not at all. So if anybody, if Tony happens to be listening, uh, you know, <laughs> our, we'll take a crisp uh, 10K. Chris Pundo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But Fest has so much money, right? <laughs> That's right. They do. Obviously. PBR, um, PBR can just cut us the check direct. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. You um, know, a, a band he's never heard. Yeah. No recording. <laughs> we'll cover Eve Six too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Was that the deal? Yeah, they, they canceled. Yeah, they um, had a Yeah. Uh well, I think we we covered as much as we can because we're getting getting yeah. kind of long here. But yeah, I did sorry. have oh, it's all right. It happens. Um, you know, we got <laughs> there's a lot going on in the world today that we needed to to cover. Um, but I do got one more question for you, mm-hmm. and it's uh, crime stories. Do you got any? Okay. So I was thinking about this prior, and I I don't necessarily have one that I can technically discuss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, like sometimes I tell people, uh, it can just be a real weird story. It doesn't have to necessarily so, be yeah, yeah, this, this, illegal. So this is, right. So one time. So, yeah, I'll go with this one because it could have ended with the cops being called very easily. Um, I was on tour with a band and uh, our bus had broke down for four days in Salt Lake City. Uh, it, it was awful, That's- but like. A bad place to be broken down. Yeah. And actually what bummed me out was I was coming, you guys were coming through town and I was oh, trying shoot. to figure out if I could come catch you guys. It was when you guys were on that run with the bomb pops. Right. All right. Was, that was the last, last uh, headliner y'all did. Right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like trying to, and I remember texting purple being like, what time are you guys going on and everything, you know? Um, and so the bus broke down yada 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 so the band flew ahead and you know some of us crew stayed back and we met them in portland like literally when i say in the middle of the show we got there i'm talking five songs left of of the band that i was out with and i was doing lights on that run so it was just this funny thing where i just like smashed a bunch of buttons everyone's looking around and then they just see me who has been essentially 
what's called like a submarine ride where like they fly in a second driver and you're just like going the whole time other than stopping at truck stops. Like, so I've lost my mind at this point because I'm oh, yeah. six weeks into a seven week tour and now I'm spending 30 out of like 36 hours in this bus. And uh, so then the next day we're in Redding, California. And oh, uh, Redding. Bands yeah. actually played it? No, we had okay. an off day. All right. An off day uh, and you went to Redding? Isn't San Francisco like a, close enough for something? Uh, it was because the driver can only drive so far without right. need. Yeah, yeah. Over and everything like that. Sure, sure. Um, and we had this band had taken plenty of other off days and we knew it like, like we all like when things suck a certain way so we're just like yeah like end of tour dinner at fucking outback steakhouse or something like that like this might be miserable <laughs> but whatever you know like um so it turned into this point where uh there was a karaoke i i don't know if it was a casino yeah it was a casino themed bar that had a karaoke night All right. and i don't know how to describe reading to people who don't know what reading is like but it's like everywhere in america that you just see the exit that has all the chain stores and restaurants yeah and like, it's a very small town but then also i found yeah. out that high high uh meth i don't know i wouldn't say that sounds right like it's uh, someone once referred to it as the meth capital of california if not like one of the top three meth spots uh with my experience of, of reading uh <laughs> uh yeah i would not be surprised if that were true uh yeah <laughs> no disrespect to intruder red um, no no he knows what i'm talking about actually we, we we've uh, had some experience there <laughs> yeah, yeah we so, don't need to go back so we're at this casino themed bar that doesn't have co- actual games so i'm bummed because one of my few vices is gambling and uh oh nice you know everyone's having a time it's you have all the townies there it's the locals like uh my one buddy is singing me and Mrs. Jones and all like the recently divorced couples are like making out with each other and everything like that. Like it was just a time. All right. So uh, my buddy Jason comes up to me and he goes, yo, this guy over here, tell him your name is Gator. Like, okay. <laughs> so oh God. I was like, why? He goes, just do it. So then all of a sudden I hear somebody shout Gator and it's this dude's name and he's, smashed trashed whatever whatever way you need to describe as fucked up yeah he's that so i'm like oh fuck he's the local townie that like everybody's just putting up with so the night goes on gator introduces himself to me i decide to opt out of introducing myself as gator because i don't want i don't i just don't want to deal with that right now yeah good choice (laughs) so we're at the point of the night where people are starting to peel off and we're doing uh, I wouldn't call it karaoke roulette, but like me and the two <laughs> friends I'm there with, we're picking songs for each other and not telling them just writing down the person's name. So, you know, like I picked uh, two princes by spin doctors for my buddy, Jason. Oh, that's a good one. And uh, he, he goes up there and he's doing it. But meanwhile, I'm chatting with my buddy, uh, my buddy, Gavin. And all of a sudden he's looking behind me and he looks really strange. And I just see this one, one per one woman like walk past him and towards the exit. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then I see Gator following. 
Uh-oh. And I was like, okay. But then he gets up and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what's getting, what we're getting into here, but like, if I'm about to see somebody smoke meth, like, sure. Like, <laughs> you know, like just say to see, I, I saw it, you know, like, not that, not that my friend, but then like the weird thing, I was like, well, Gavin wouldn't be following for that reason. Like, I was like, okay. So we get to the entrance and then the woman walks back in and uh, Gavin, you know, and Gator's following her and Gavin, who he's like a tall, hunky, uh, looks like like a tall, hunky, I don't want to say Morrissey Elvis type individual, but like <laughs> very well put together punk rock dude. All right. Uh, he's. In, he's literally i call him the gig father because i hardly do a show without learning without thinking or, or doing something that he has taught me all uh, right cool incredible tech for all these bands plays in a bunch of bands used to so he's merch. incredibly cool is what you're saying the fucking coolest um and uh you know he kind of stops him and goes hey man i think it's time for you to go home and all of a sudden, I have to be the Joe Pesci type that rolls up and is like, yeah, it's time for you to go home, even though I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> um, and uh, what ended up happening was that Gator had tried to make an advance onto this woman and Gavin oh, yeah. saw that and uh-huh. was just like, yo, I'm not putting up with that shit. Like, your days of being the mayor of this fucking bar are fucking done for. And yeah. Gator, as fucked up as he is, is just like, what are you talking about, man? And he like, he's like, I'm not leaving. And then all of a sudden it turns into this thing where I'm like the East coaster in me. I'm like, Oh fuck. I gotta, I gotta fucking, you know, really fucking like turn my East coast on. I'm like, I'm about to fight this like pudgy dude named Gator that has like two teeth. And it's like, this is going to happen all while our friend Jason, who looks like an eighties hair metal version of Spicoli and like buff and everything he's up there doing two princes. So it's like, (laughs) Hey man, I think it's time for you to leave. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I can, I can picture this that it it looks great. Right. And so it was just this whole thing. It was just like, all of a sudden the bartender comes over and we're like, fuck, he's the local. They're going to side with him. And they're like, what's going on here? And we're like, Hey, this is the situation, you know? And they're like, all right, we'll call him a cab. And like, he lingered for a couple minutes, but then like after he left the vibe just turned around and like, (laughs) we kind of, it was like an old Western movie where it's like, we're just traveling through town. And then all of a sudden, like the one gunslinger that scared everybody, we scared out of town and like the vibe just changed. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The wild West. And then, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so that's why whenever I hear spin doctors or think of red in California, I think of how I almost fought a dude named Gator. That sounds like a perfect story about red in California. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah that's good yeah. i like it you've never been now you have <laughs> that's right you don't have to <laughs> ever don't go there uh yeah but i'm sure there's some fine people who live there uh oh, and they should probably get the fuck out uh yeah. because why not but well, yeah uh, the, the woman running the karaoke was like this middle-aged woman who like came up to us after and like gave us a big hug and apparently the bartender was like she only drinks when she's like really happy and everything like that and she this is the first time in years i've seen her drink and it's just like we like like i said we bought a vibe to that to that night yeah sometimes that's what it's all about too you know like uh you're rolling to some small town and uh 
you kind of like I don't know. You might get the weird look because you're a bunch of city slickers, but uh, yeah, yeah. You, sometimes you could just turn on like the charm and like uh, make everybody happy. And it's oh. like you're not even playing a show, but you're still like uh, the center of attention and you're making people happy. And that's a lot of fun for everybody. Yeah. Now you got me thinking of another time I almost got into a fight, but that'll be for another time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> it was with a garbage truck driver in Vancouver. I'll I'll leave that as the, Oh uh, shit, cliffhanger. All yeah. right. The Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh well, it was good talking to you, bud, and catching Likewise. up. Um uh we'll fucking uh I don't know. I'm uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you up again uh soon so we don't go so yeah. long without chatting, you know. Yeah, no, I when I'm, um... when I'm a little less incognito. Yeah, yeah. I uh I might I might be over in your neck of the woods in February. Excellent. January, February. I will be uh, here almost most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well I'll have your people call my people, etc. You know. Absolutely. Right on. All right, brother. We'll catch All you right, around. Dude. Yeah, see you later. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. You can hit me on all the socials at Intruder Green or go to IntruderGreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, the Intruder Green calling line is uh, plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, management by Anka Kramer, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, Live squeak lights, Rahway, New Jersey. A theme song is Particles by Typhoons. Russian warship, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>